and welcome to this crazy new experience, this new podcast called the Park and Ride Podcast, talking about different experiences and new things in the Disney parks from both coast, from coast to coast. I am one of your hosts, Ricky, and with me we got Mary, and over... And over in our sidecar, we got Chris. Hey, what's up? So, sidecar. Yeah, sidecar. So, I'm sure each week we'll have different people hop on in and ha- come hang out with me and Mary as we discuss all things Disney parks. And yeah, this has come. When was it, Mary? We were talking about since Friday. And then we just yeah, literally spent right. an hour and we developed a podcast. That's pretty much all we did. It was, it was, hey, we should totally do this. Yeah, let's do it. And so now we're doing it. And, and now we're doing it. Learning <laughs> as we go on. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited. And uh, we haven't even started yet, but I'm just, I'm just letting Chris know right now. You can come in. You have a backstage pass. You can come in <laughs> anytime. Because I'm sure that you've got tons of stories and, and you love you love all this stuff as much as we do. So Absolutely. If I could go back I would. Heck but yeah. Hey. I just need to find what I do right now professionally inside the Disney uh umbrella. Because that's what my mom's trying to get me to do. It's like, so my friend works uh, in IT and engineering at Disney, and he gets a lot of guest passes for his family. What are you trying to say, Mom? <laughs> well, you do the Disney College program. Yes, Mom. I know, Mom. Every time I apply, there's uh, no current openings, but I keep applying. But also, I don't think I can afford to live out there yet. Again. But I really like the hint. Hint. <laughs> yeah. Tent. Wink, wink. Trying to get me to work for Disney again for the mm-hmm. free pass. I mean, like, it's fun. Mm. Uh, on my days off, um, I would have like uh, one or two guest passes available. So I'm like, hey, mom, are you free this weekend? And she's like, yeah, fly down. Come on. Let's go hit the park. <laughs> and so I would take uh, my parents there. They'd live, they'd leave my uh, siblings at the house. Yeah, because the heck with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, yeah. Uh, I mean, it'll be my sister's turn. She's going to be taking me to uh, the parks once she becomes a DCP. I'm excited. Yeah. She started her application today on her birthday. Yay! I'm so excited. That's awesome. So actually, that that would bring us into like more introductions. So like background. Ooh. Ooh. Do I start? <laughs> Chris, go. <laughs> go, Chris, go. Yes. DCP in 2014. Because again, I mean, we're just you know, we're we're just you know, doing this organically for now. So yeah, we're doing it live. We're doing it live. <laughs> oh, I haven't I haven't referenced that meme in a long time. <laughs> it's a good meme. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I was at DCP in 2014. I had a couple costumes. My favorite one was being a character attendant. Uh, my favorite child is Peter Pan. Just so full of energy and life and kept me active and going every day. I was tired after every day, but <laughs> it was it was great. I loved it. Uh, oh, I love cast members so much. And then Disney college people and oh my god, I love you guys so much. Uh, there was uh, something I saw on the 
alumni page that really like pissed me off because guests were just so mean uh, during this whole uh covid thing i mm-hmm. i think it got deleted but uh this happened in florida where uh it was announced that uh they were shutting down the dcp uh disney college program for that semester and sending everybody home mm-hmm. and everyone who was working found out that shift and so they were all like crying and uh like they're they're being sad about it right and it was totally understandable and while they were off shift uh they were like taking pictures and doing stuff they were still in costume Mm-hmm. And people were complaining about that, saying, "Man, these stupid interns! Like, oh my God, Karen!" <laughs> well, of course it had to be a Karen. Of course it was a Karen. Yeah, yeah and there was this whole thing. Um, I'm not sure how deep we can get into it because it is a public page, but a lot of the posts were deleted. So I'm not sure how what the gray area in that is, but. Uh, it was just a lot of negative energy, and uh, Karen was trying to get like Disney corporate involved to make sure that the DCP uh, that were uh, laid off were mm-hmm. not able to come back because uh, because of that whole ordeal. Like, yeah, anyone who was part of the spring semester can come back or will be given priority if they were to reapply. Mm-hmm. But like this person was like, they're crying too much. No, they're ruining the magic for my grandkids. And I'm I'm contacting your manager, not manager. I'm contacting corporate to make sure you guys cannot come back. And like th- there is hostility on both sides. Like there are some DCPs who were like quick to uh call her out and stuff. There were uh alum DCP alumni that were also uh trying to defend them, but like it got really heated, and I felt uncomfortable just, like, reading all of that. I had to, like, step away from mm. Facebook for a good week. Yeah. I, you know, we, we live in a... Oh, boy. <laughs> Here I go! So, I go. well, we... I should say, at the time of this recording, uh, both Disney Park... Both American Disney Parks, the Disney Parks in the U.S., are currently closed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So we wish everybody safe, be safe and well and healthy. And, and lots of luck to Shanghai today. Disney- oh, Disney yes. Shanghai opening up today. Like, good luck. I'm crossing my fingers. That is a ray of hope. But yeah, <laughs> it's a ray of hope. Yeah, it really is. But I mean, like, Chris, like, that's like, I totally get it, too. Like, it's like so much is so much is changing right now. Nobody's used to this kind of thing. Disney's never had to you know, shut things down of this, like, of this caliber, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, it, for those of us who are bystanders, we're just, like, crossing our fingers, mm-hmm. you know, hoping that everything not goes back to normal because, you know, change is good, but, like, a positive change comes out of this and everybody can come back and everybody can, you know, do what... You know, do what they wanted to do, you know, be part of what they were a part of. And, you know, just kind of crossing our fingers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, that's Ricky. what I'm hoping for is like a bunch of policy changes like that stick. Or it's like, all right, we need to change this whole entire operation. Just I mean, like not the whole entire operation, but we've got to change some things to make sure it's safer from now on. And like oh, it's yeah. Disney, they're big. So like all eyes are on them for what the 
not industry standard or best practices, but like something close to best practices for large scale events that host a large sum of people. Yeah. I mean, it's and then oh, before it's I the uh, kind of the legendary standards. So yeah, yes, you're you're looking you're looking towards Grandpa saying, "Dude, is this what would you do?" <laughs> <laughs> we will be safe. That is what we are going to do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. we live our favorite memories and experiences, and since we're all here at home talking and having best the best social interactions that we can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We uh, before we continue, I gotta uh, yeah. also disclaimer: I do not speak for the company or the brand. Absolutely. So, yes. Now that's out of the way. And yeah. and to kind of reiterate on the podcast, yeah, we're not going to ask you for anything like uncomfortable. We're not going to be like, "Ooh, like what was the worst thing you saw happen?" You know, like we don't want to. Number one, kind of don't want to know. <laughs> what was that? I lost a child. <laughs> But enough about RTX. Um, <laughs> I almost kidnapped a child at Disneyland. Oh God! What? We've got to save that one for another podcast then. No, but yes, that, we're not going to do that to you. We're not going to be like, hey, mm-hmm. show us, show us pictures of backstage or or anything like that. I mean, there's plenty of places that already do that. Uh, there are a lot of Imagineers out there who've got clearance to actually post a lot of their stuff. So Google that stuff. But uh, yeah. but Ricky. Yes. Um, so, like, TK is TK's West Coast, representing the West Coast there. Woo. What's What's your Disney background? So, I am, I'm, a, I'm your stereotype. Actually, I'm not your stereotypical Florida man, because that's dangerous. <laughs> but I lived in Florida all my life. Uh, hometown is about three and a half hours away from Orlando and Walt Disney World. So, living in Florida, uh, family regularly goes vacations to Disney World, and because every year Florida uh, Disney Disney World does their Discover Pass, where it's like you get three four days that at a heavily discounted price for Florida residents. I saw that so. when you when you posted that to me in in Slack. Mm-hmm. So you said it was that much. I I was so floored. I was like, what the hell am I doing over in the West Coast? <laughs> but that's only for Florida residents. So, like, if you lived in Georgia and you wanted to drive, that would not have applied to you. So, it's some that's something special that the Disney World does for people who live in Florida. And of course, my family takes advantage of it, and we go. We that wouldn't say every year. Probably like every other every other year, doing the trips to down trips up to Walt Disney World. Uh probably been going since I was around three, three, three to four, and it's been a lot of fun. I, and right now, currently, I go to school in Orlando at the University of Central Florida, and living in Orlando, it's like, yeah, I'm going to Disney a lot, and that's been, that's been a great time meeting friends who are cast members and getting Getting some comp passes to just go and hang out without hang out at the parks and hang out at Disney Springs, formerly Downtown Disney. Still, I still call it Downtown Disney, but, but yeah, that's yeah. You got still, and then yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and then seeing all the new changes and everything that's been happening. 
has been great to see as well. And new upgrades and improvements. But still, I mean, and, but still enjoying those classics. Like, my dad's favorite ride is the Carousel Progress, and that has kind of implemented to me. So, every time I go to Magic Kingdom, it's like, yep, Carousel Progress. I love that. <laughs> every time that comes up in the ambient background music of Tomorrowland and Disneyland, I sigh and I'm like, gosh darn it. I, I want to get out to Florida so I can see Carousel of Progress. Like, I want to see... I've seen lots of YouTube videos about it. Yeah, absolutely. But like, I would love to be there and watch it as it happens. And that's, I like, I like that that's your dad's favorite ride. That is so sweet. It, it's because when it was at the 1964 World's Fair, yeah. he was there and he was like five oh, years old. No! Oh, no. And he was like five years old, so he still remember and he still rem remembers it after fifty years. Oh my god, that is so cool! Oh, that gives me all sorts of warm and fuzzies. I love that. I'm fangirling right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best place to do it. And so, so now, Ricky, you say you've you've never been to the West Coast, right? Never been. Uh, never been to Disneyland. I've been out to California primarily for San Diego Comic Con, but never, never done the Disneyland, never done California Adventure, mm -hmm. never. My things I remember from California Adventure is on Disney VHSs because that was when it was coming out, and you saw, you see the, I think it's the Bear Mountain statue that's over there, but I always thought it was a wolf. It was a wolf statue to me because to me it looked like a wolf. That's what a lot of people thought grizzly from what I understand. Yeah, it's a grizzly bear. Yeah, I always thought it was a wolf. <laughs> oh, that is so cool. I forgot that... what class I was taking in college, um, but it was like, a, no, it was venue design, and uh, they were interviewing Imagineers, and their centerpieces, um, apparently the industry term coined by someone in the Disney company, it's called the Wiener. And so, like, the cats, the castles are the wieners, and for Disney California, it, the, the wiener is Grizzly uh, River Run. Yep, it's, it's that one place you want to gravitate towards. Yep. Yeah. I, I just found it funny that it's like, oh, everyone has a sense of humor. The wiener, yay! <laughs> well, from what oh. I understand, and it's from, uh, it's from the book, the Una or excuse me, The Unofficial Biography of Disneyland, and they actually talk about that. And... The book, the book credits Walt for it, if I remember correctly, um, because Walt would, he would wind down. This is, this is so weird. I'm like, you could tell he, he was, he was an old guy from, <laughs> from like middle America. So this kind of makes sense. Um, would just eat a wiener as a snack, like a cold wiener out of the icebox kind of thing. And he would treat his dog to one at the same time. And he realized that, ah, hey, if I move this like from side to side, the dog follows it. And <laughs> I, that's that's the that's the quote unquote mythology that I read. And so yeah, so like you said, the castles are the wieners, and you know things like like Astro Orbiter kind of became the wiener of Tomorrowland because the way that that is like that narrow walkway was, and just I love that because. I don't really have one of those things to focus on because, like, I, I see a squirrel and I go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a duck. We're in Disneyland. <laughs> sorry, it's a chipmunk. I'm sorry. And there were two of them. 
<laughs> can never tell them apart either. <laughs> uh, gotta look for the nose. Gotta look for the exactly. Their Halloween costumes this past year were amazing. I uh, just yours? loved it. What what the, were they? Just, bat, uh, bats. They were freaking bats. Love Halloween. I didn't see them. Oh, I gotta find a picture of it now. So but. yeah, that actually so that that reminds me, like I'm I'm West Coast. I'm I'm Disneyland DCA specific. Um and it's not because oh I don't want to go to Disneyland or uh, to Disney World or anything like that. It's just that it's easier for me, being a West Coaster, to get to Disneyland, to get to the the park that started it all. Um, you know, Walt's baby, blah blah blah. And uh, yeah, that's that's where that's where I usually go. I absolutely love both parks. I love Disneyland so much. Um, and every time I go, I swear to God, I see something that I never saw before. Um, and that doesn't count new stuff. That doesn't count like, oh, hey, I walked in and I'd never see Galaxy's Edge before. That doesn't count. Um, <laughs> but uh, I had gone to, um, like, the first time I had ever gone to Disneyland California Adventure was the week they started tearing shit down. Sorry, I totally <laughs> swore. Yeah, the week they started tearing things down uh, to make... DCA more Disney to actually add Disney to the beginning of the theme park title. Um, so that was really interesting to be like, Oh wow. Like this, this, this park was already part before we got there was in flux. Now it truly is in flux and then didn't get to go back until like 2014. And was like, Oh my God, this park is so much better. You know? <laughs> so yes, it is better, but also I missed the whole, like, surfer vibe uh paradise pier like or when once you walk in the opening plaza is uh just you listen to beach boys they got that little fountain that kind of dances for you a little oh, bit yeah. but not really it's just <laughs> oh yeah the grizzly peak right there so i'm i'm looking at as i sent i'm looking at the picture first of all i googled it as bear mountain disneyland <laughs> and i still see it as a wolf i i don't know how this looks like a bear a grizzly bear. I just see wolf. I'm just going to make a joke and say, oh, it's because you're East Coast. <laughs> yeah. You're from Florida. You just have bears down in Florida. <laughs> Mary, I like how you said, like, it's like how you go to Disneyland because that's the one that's on the West Coast. That's the one that's closest to you. And in my, like, I, I feel like I share that same sentiment where it's like, I would love to go to Disneyland. But it's on the other side of the country, and uh, and you're taking all that into account with the airfare and the hotel and everything. Meanwhile, living in Florida, Disney World's just in my backyard, and I can just go there at any point. Yeah. All you need is gas in your car and money for parking. Exactly. For, for me, not so much. <laughs> Even with Disneyland, I still got to fly down there, and I still got to pack a bag. But, but yeah, I mean, it's... It's never, it's never a, uh, oh, we're not interested in Disney World. It's like, hey, we know what we like in Disneyland. We're, we're going to keep going there. Eventually, we will make it to Disney World. Absolutely. I, I would love to go to Disney World. I would actually, even though my husband said, he goes, I really never want to ever go back to Paris. Um, I said, well, what about Disney, Disneyland Paris? And he goes, okay, I'd go for that. Especially since it snows. <laughs> Ooh. 
Um, but I've like I've I've read I've read some of the stuff about like um, like the uh, Tokyo parks, uh, and Shanghai, and just how just like amazingly technologically advanced a lot of those attractions and rides are, and like I would love to get my eyeballs on those. Tokyo Disneyland is I that's that's up there for me after watching the Imagineering story and seeing Tokyo Disneyland and the Disney Sea and seeing how it's a Disney it's like an aquatic themed Disney park seeing how mm. that is different from a Magic Kingdom or a Hollywood setting I'm very I would love to see that I really want to ride their version of Tower of Terror because. That just seems so awesome. I like the theming of it, uh, the projections that they used. Like, it's just it's just different. Like how uh, Phantom Manor is different, mm-hmm. and how in Disneyland Paris, all of their parade music is completely like it's a different feel. Where theirs feels more of a party, whereas um, I'm going to use uh, the new one that Tajik Hall made for Disneyland, I, which the name eludes me right now. Something magic. Oh, uh, this is going to bother me. Hang Disney on, fail. No. <laughs> Todrick Hall Disney Parade name. <laughs> oh, where is it? You're magic just gonna... happens. Magic happens. There we go. Where that one's like more mag- magical and chanting. You got um, Merlin just dancing with his legs out there. Like it's still a party. It's still cool, but like. The electro swing music vibe that Disneyland Paris has for all of their parades and shows, I just, I just love that a lot more because that music fits me. <laughs> but like the whole different vibes, uh, all their different, the different iterations of classic Disney rides like Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was was it Shanghai or um, Tokyo that had or. One of them had like a tornado in uh, their Indiana Jones ride, and I just thought, mm, I really need to go to those parks. Oh my gosh, you had me at tornado inside Indiana Jones ride. <laughs> they got a tornado. It is cool. Uh, you got to see. Um, I think it was also Japan that had the giant uh, screen, a uh, projection screen for pirates. And oh, it was so good. <laughs> it was so good watching the YouTube video, but oh, <laughs> I want to see it in real life. <laughs> I know because a lot of a lot of the parks, like we we all have to, unfortunately, live online to see them. You know, we don't get to. You know, we're not even even outside of the current world circumstance. I mean, we're not going to be able to go to Shanghai anytime soon. Um, just cause, you know, money and time, you know, I would love to go see I, that, that giant pirate screen, Pirates of the Caribbean thing that just blows my mind. I've seen the YouTube video about it and I wish I could have seen the construction of this building. Like how? <laughs> have, have you spoiled yourself yet with, uh, uh, runway railway? No. I have. Lucky. <laughs> Ricky, um, did you have you gone, have on, you it, gone Ricky, on it Ricky? Or? No, I have. No. Uh, it was it opened on my spring break and I was currently I was currently here. Currently back visiting family and then COVID hit. 
so never got the opportunity, but I was watching all all the videos about it, and it looks incredible. It really does. And Chris, you've only you've only seen it like on on YouTube, or have you actually gone on it? I have not gone on it. Um, but I work for a news station. I work for NBC now, and I also don't speak for that brand or company. Right. But we got some we got some footage, and uh, there was like some weird technical issues, so they had to call me to fix it. And I was like, "Huh, what are you trying to import?" So I opened it up, and it's ride footage. And I'm like, no, I wanted to experience it for the first time at Disneyland. <laughs> and then I it got better of me. So like, ah, I already saw the footage. I saw like really cool parts. I might as well just watch the YouTube video. <laughs> and oh, the ending made me cry. The beginning made me gasp. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't wait until it opens in Disneyland. Uh, did any of you see like the like overhead satellite maps on where like the new stuff is gonna be placed? So I've I've seen a lot of that. Um, I've also seen the uh, there's a gentleman, there's a helicopter pilot in California who uh, and like we're gonna have to like gather up links and stuff at the end of this, aren't we? <laughs> um, and I feel like dump, feel yes. Because again, you know, we're doing this organically, guys. I, I promise, as we as we go farther, we'll get more uh, we'll get more structured. Um, but there's, there's a, there's a guy, he's a helicopter pilot in, in California. I think he also rates cars, um, which I'm like, wow, this is like, you love, you love vehicles. This is so cool. Um, and he, he was able to do flyovers, uh, over other places. So like, um, Knott's Berry Farm and Magic Mountain and Universal. And he asked... A lot of his videos have been more, uh, yeah, hey, look, since shelter in place, look at look at how much traffic we don't have, you know, <laughs> and doing things like flying over the Hollywood sign, you know, so people who have never been to California kind of get a better idea of what everything looks like. And um, people were always asking him, fly over Disneyland, fly over Disneyland. And we know that Disney has a permanent um, no flyover situation, no flyover what is it below 30,000 feet or something like that? And um, I know I'm getting that wrong, but just Google it. It's, it's weird. Um, and uh, this helicopter pilot said, well, I can't just fly over and I can't just hover. But what I can do is I can at least ask permission to fly across it. Um, you know, we just we can't circle around or anything like that. So he actually asks air traffic if it was okay to fly over Disneyland. And they said, yeah, absolutely. Because number one, the park's closed. And number two, he's not hovering. He's not dive bombing. He's doing everything according to the book. So he was able, and he was so sweet about it on, on the video. He's like, you all eyes about Disneyland. We don't think we'll ever get this again. I'm not going to try and show California Adventure. We're focusing on Disneyland. I'm just flying right through, you know, so... You know, and after he did it, he actually showed a slow motion version of him flying over so you can kind of get a better idea of where things were. So um, from east to west is where he flew and almost that exact like compass east to west. So like the first thing he flies over, if I, rec if I recall, was Space Mountain and ended up going out towards the west side of the park. But you could see... Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> you could see 
Toontown, a hint of Toontown and where all of those buildings were demolished to make way for that show building. So right behind, or no, from what I understand, it was the buildings that actually housed the hills facade that you can kind of see in the background, that forced perspective thing. I'm watching um, the video as you're narrating it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, if I were on, if I were on my desktop, I would, I would have it totally up on the other, on the other screen. But yeah, it was, it's just fascinating because number one, what a wonderful treat. I mean, it, he wasn't, he wasn't a news helicopter because one of the news helicopters got really great footage. What was it last year when Disneyland had a blackout when they lost power? Um, and so there were some beautiful shots of like Rise of the Resist or uh, excuse me, all of uh, Batu and Black Spire being built. Um, and that was really cool because there were our news, there were news crew. So they just flew around the park as as much as they could, and they they got they grabbed like a half an hour worth of footage. But the fact that this guy just said, "Hey, is it cool if I just I'm not I'm not trying to land, I'm not trying to hover, I'm just gonna fly," and they were like, "Yeah, no problem," and he was able to get that footage. And he wasn't he wasn't greedy about it. He stuck to the book, uh, and then graced us with some beautiful um, slow motion footage of that. And I'm super grateful. It was, it really lifted, really lifted my spirits, but it also made me kind of sad because there was nobody in the park, nobody, not a soul that you could see. I'm sure there are people there, but there wasn't anybody you could see on the streets. And um, all of the water features were turned off. And yeah. you could, yeah, you could tell from that top, from that height too. It was weird. It just looks like blacktop in the video. <laughs> 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 but yeah like like the rivers of america the rapids weren't going the waterfalls weren't going uh the waterfalls like at, uh in the uh finding nemo like none of those things were churning and that was just as weird as not seeing any of the people so oh my god you like even splash mountain it looks like it's drained actually i i wouldn't have been surprised like because they're like well why you know like, I'm sure that got turned off. I'm sure pirates got turned off. I Or I'm guessing. Total, total, uh, <laughs> total outside looking in, you know. But yeah, just those, that footage was so cool. was so mesmerizing. Because I've, I've gone to Google Earth a ton of times to look at what Disneyland looks like and look at what, uh, like, Universal looks like. And those photos... Those satellite pictures are two plus years old, or consistently are. I mean, just recently, um, Google Earth updated to where you can actually find our house actually built on the property. <laughs> and this house is about five, six years old. So, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they're catching up. And I get it. They can't just give you, you know, hey, this is what it looks like right now. I get that we, d we don't get that kind of footage, but... This this helicopter guy just I want to throw so much money at him for for gifting us with this footage. So doing some googling and both Disneyland and Walt Disney World ban planes from flying less than three thousand feet above and within or or within three miles and within three miles. But over here at in Orlando, we have a lot of helicopter tours, and helicopters do fly over Disney World. 
yeah. as well as all of the other theme parks that are in Orlando. And it's a definitely a big business, big tourist. Well, uh, uh, Disney World used to have their own airport. Yes, it was over by Magic Kingdom, I believe. And it was because they were planning to build their own airport. But, but they've only they used it only for high profile high profile guests or municipality stuff and, and then and once MC uh once MCL the Orlando International Airport got bigger then it closed down and most air traffic goes to MCL <laughs> I can't imagine Disney Airlines I think I <laughs> I get I get way too claustrophobic on an airplane anyway, um, and as much as I as as I would love to see Disney stuff right away at the beginning of my Disney vacation, the last thing I need when I'm trying to relax in a sealed tube, thousands upon thousands of feet in the air, uh, the last thing I want is Donald Duck screwing with me. Excuse <laughs> me. Once you get off the plane and at at the Orlando International at the Orlando Airport, all you'll see is Disney. So. You're still, you're still good. It's it's like going to the Vegas airport. It's like the moment you land, there's there's slot machines. So the moment yeah. you land in Orlando, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, you should ask us the question. You should ask us the topic question. Yes, so we have a handy dandy pot uh topic list to where. Let's see, what should we? So this episode's mostly themed of like our first time, our early experiences. So yeah, let's go into it. What what early memory do you guys have? Like of what is your first memory of a ride or snack? What Disney memory do you guys have? I remember is basically um I remember is the Buzz Lightyear ride, and. And Buzz Lightyear was one. Of, I loved it because Buzz Lightyear was my favorite character when I was four years old. When you always got that question, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" My answer was, "I want to be Buzz Lightyear," which is totally unfathomable. Like, because I can't be an animated character, Space Ranger. But my sure enough, my four-year-old self was like, "Hell, hell yes, I can." <laughs> I can. I can be whatever I want if I put my mind to it. Yeah. And I think the Buzz Lightyear ride is the same in all the Disney. It's the you're in the little car and you're shooting the gun at the cardboard alien cutouts. And there's this like the anima the animatronic of Buzz Lightyear. He's there, and I always thought the that to be the coolest thing. Oh gosh, yeah. Not today, Zerg. <laughs> what Ricky? What what year was that? Two thousand two. That's what I can remember. Actually, yeah. if I was four, it would be 2001. And that, that was your first trip? Well, at least earliest memory. But yeah, so cogni like, like cognitively, like, oh yeah, I remember this. Yes. Yeah, yes. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, and I expected, I expected an early memory to be super early for you because you're right there because that is where you were born and raised and that was all... Sounds like it's always been a part of your life, and that is so awesome. Yes, yes, and <laughs> indeed. <laughs> when when you were that age, did they take you to? Do you remember if they took you to every park? I I think yep, it was every park because every park was open by then. So oh my gosh, 
Now, I, I remember staying at... Uh, maybe, I think it was the Pop Century, the Pop Century Resort, and they had, like, the giant statues of all the animated characters and everything, and then that just... I remember, like, I think parents bought me, like, little... Toy Story toys, and just, and I, I would, like, stack them on the windowsill at the hotel. And so when people would walk by our hotel room, there would be my setup of action figures just there to people to look at. I love, I love this mental image that I have. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Mary? What do you remember from Disneyland? Well, <laughs> so I, I feel like I'm kind of cheating because um, I was... Uh, oh God, how old were we? It was 1999, September of 1999. And my family had been trying to get to Disneyland for years. Um, and all these things happened. Like a grandparent got sick. We had, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. We had a tree fall through our house at one point. Um, we, uh, we, my mother and I, we were in a car accident at one point. So like all of our money for something this grand had to go to something else. And I remember sitting there, uh, want to say it was the spring of 1999. And so I'm 20 years old. My brother's 18 and my dad, my dad, my mom and I, we were sitting in a Chinese restaurant having dinner and I started talking about, you know, this weird thing called the internet and how I was reading up on certain Disneyland things. I'm like, guys, it'd be so great if we could go there one day. And my dad's like, well, you know, you, you and your brother, you're, you're adults. I'm like, yeah, but you know, this, our family's never gone on a big family vacation. You know, it would be really great if we could do this. And my dad just kind of puts his hand on the table and says, we're going to do this. And we're like, what, what, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, let's do this. We're going to make this happen. We're going to, we're going to totally, we're going to go to Disneyland. We're going to go to Disneyland this year. We're going to make it happen. And, um, we went to a travel agency because again, you know, public internet is still very young. Um, I went to a local travel agency. We got a good neighbor hotel. It was, um, I think it's called the Desert Inn. It's right across the street from the entrance to Disneyland uh, on the transit side there. It's still there too, by God. And we stayed there and we went to Disneyland and my parents they felt really bad. They're like, we're sorry that it took so long and that you guys had to wait until you were adults. And my, and my brother and I were like, are you kidding? We can go on every ride. We're tall enough to go on every ride. <laughs> this is the best, the best <laughs> thing in the world. And um, California Adventure had, they had just started breaking ground. Uh, the Disneyland Hotel was tearing down what it used to be like a lot of the amenities, the shopping center, because they were starting to build downtown Disney and the Grand Californian. Um, but it really just looked like a big chain link fence with a bunch of dirt on the other side. And I didn't know any better. I had no idea what they were building. I knew that they were doing construction on the hotel because the, the um, travel agent told us that. Uh, but we had no idea they were breaking ground on a new park. We just assumed that, oh, well, that was the parking lot. So they're going to build like a parking garage or something. Didn't didn't think or anything about it. Um, so I actually never even got into Grant uh, into California Adventure until 2008. But uh, for Disneyland, the thing that I will never forget as long as I live 
is walking, like walking through the gates, seeing Main Street train station and the and the Mickey flower, uh, flower thing, um, and just standing there going, "This is every episode of Wonderful World of Disney happening right here in color. This is amazing." We go under the train, or we go through the train tunnel. Um, we ent- I want to say that we entered, we entered on the city hall side, and the moment we heard the train bell, and the train coming in, we look up and we watch that. My mother and I started bawling, <laughs> and you know that's that. It was such a beautiful, wonderful moment, and the first thing we did was was we grabbed our buttons. And we went right on the train and we did the entire circuit. And the, the, the big reason we did it was because uh, one of our favorite, one of my favorite movies, and I'm so glad my husband feels the same way about this movie, is Tiny Toons, How I Spent My Summer Vacation. And there's a bit, <laughs> there's a bit where <laughs> Hampton's family wants to go to Happy World Land. Plucky goes with them. They finally get to Happy World Land. And the first thing they do is ride the monorail, is ride their version of the Walt Disney World monorail slash uh, Disneyland train. And so it gives you an idea of what everything is. And they get super, super excited. And I'm not going to give away the rest of the movie, just in case none of you have seen it. It's a brilliant piece of cinema. It's full of 90s jokes like Deliverance and Arsenio Hall, you know, stuff kids were really into in the 90s. Um, but yeah, that's that's my that's my first Disney memory, like Disney Park memory. And the fact that I've been back there, I think, two more times. Yeah, two more times. No, yeah, two more times. Sorry, let me count that out. Three more times. Since then, with my parents, it never gets old. It never gets dull. And I and I love that they still love it. And I love that my mother is really excited for um, for Star Wars Land, even though they're not Star Wars fans. They really want to go see it. It's awesome. Yeah. So I'm super, super excited. Little weird side note, when we left the park during that 1999 trip, um, <laughs> Get on the plane. You got to walk through first class to get to the rest of the Alaska cabin. And I'm walking through first class. I'm exhausted, sunburned. I'm wet because the last thing I rode was Splash Mountain. So I'm still wet. Get on the plane. And I walk eyes with a guy in first class. And he is hot. He's got long, dark hair, like down to his shoulders. He's got this facial hair. He's got this tan. And he looks at me and he goes, hey. And I'm like, hey, you know, stupid flirty Mary. And I keep walking, right? <laughs> my brother is behind me. I love my brother. I, I absolutely love my brother. And we've never had, we've never had like a physical fight or anything like that. Um, but he starts poking me in the middle of my back. And I'm just like, oh my God, what, what, what? And I finally get to our seat and I turn around and I go, What? And, he, and he, he's looking at me. His eyes are huge. And he goes, Mary, do you know who that was you were flirting with? I went, no, but he's hot. But I'm not going to go back and talk to him because I have a boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, do you know who that was? I'm like, no, who was it? He goes, that was Chris Cornell of Soundgarden. He throws all oh the stuff. Wow. My brother throws all of his shit into my arms, 
grabs his journal and he runs for first class to go get his autograph. And I'm like, son of a gun. Oh, wow. I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't go back over there. So I get, get back to Washington state. And uh, the first thing I did was call my boyfriend after, you know, being at Disneyland. I'm like, Hey, so by the way, Chris Cornell was flirting with me on the airplane. And my boyfriend at the time goes, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm a little jealous. He didn't get to flirt with me. And I'm like, I know. Right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So yeah, just making making Disney magic just a little more magical is, you know, seeing when you're, you know, local grunge rock gods just like, hey baby, how yeah. you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, mine isn't really that magical. And then I think like the magic has lost itself more the younger I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause like the first time was when I was three, uh, my parents uh, took me to LA because we had to get passport pictures for me. I don't know why we had to go all the way to L.A. for that. But we're like, hey, we're going to L.A. because we need to get your passport and stuff. I'm like, okay. And so we ended up using, or we ended up going to Disneyland as well. And this is like 98, 97. Mm-hmm. And uh, I only have two memories from there. The first one was the teacup ride. And or not the teacup ride, uh, Alice in Wonderland because it was such a trip. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was watching. I don't know what the parade was at the time, but there was a parade happening. My parents were sitting on the sidewalk uh, in a designated area, so cast members don't yell. <laughs> uh, and I wasn't at all paying attention to the parade. Uh, we were on Main Street, right in front of a Disney showcase, uh, right next to the Emporium. Mm-hmm. And there was this, at the time, I really liked trains. And I was like, oh, wow, it's a train, and Mickey Mouse is on it, and Minnie and Donald is shoveling coal. And that's what the display was. And I was just paying attention to that the whole time. <laughs> and my mom's like, look, it's Mickey Mouse. And I'm like, yeah, he's on the train. No, on the float behind you. I was like three. I don't remember anything. Uh, so, I mean, like, after that, Disneyland ended up being, like, a not a normal thing because it was, like, once a year. But, like, hey, it's time to go to Disneyland. And I, it took, like, until I started school when the magic actually hit me where it's like, oh, my God, we're going to Disneyland. <laughs> and then by that time, my dad was like, all right, well, we're going to Disneyland. Uh, he was still, like, happy and having fun, but he knew where all the napping places were. (laughs) He would just, he would do like two full rides around the Magic Kingdom on the railroad Mm -hmm. and be like, all right, I'm fully rested. Where are we going now? And then we end up in Tomorrowland. All right, we're going to Astro Blaster. (laughs) And that was like my first memories, kind of. Um, my first DCP memory, besides like starting to work for the mouse, was it was my first day off. Uh, my roommates and uh, some other DCPs and their friends were like, we're all off on the same day. Let's go to the park. So around 11 o'clock, we ended up going to the park. And there is a there's actually a similar story on the I think it's the Disney College program Facebook page. Uh, where someone w- ended up writing 
Pirates of the Caribbean all day. We ended up riding Pirate or not Pirates, Haunted Mansion all day because that was my favorite ride and traditionally ever since I think 2005 yeah 2005 that would be my first ride I would drag my parents to it because it it's a nice calm ride it had air conditioning which was the important part <laughs> and it it was just a nice little sit down relaxing ride and it would have momentary pauses because um handicap would have to switch on and so it's potentially the longest dark ride that you could sit through. And so I'm like, hey, we could kill time with that. So me and my roommates get there. Uh, we're waiting for some people. So we go to Haunted Mansion. We wait in line. It was about 30 minutes at the time. Then a couple of our other uh, fellow DCPs showed up. And they're like, hey, let's ride Haunted Mansion. I'm like, we just rode it, but okay, we'll ride. And then someone's like, we're getting off the parking lot right now. Meet us by Haunted Mansion. And so I'm like, all right. <laughs> So we're just going to hit uh, hit up Haunted Mansion again. And then they're waiting for their friends, so we go through again. We ended up riding Haunted Mansion for five hours straight. <laughs> and on our first day off of the DCP. <laughs> and, like, nothing will ever top that. That is awesome. Oh, I yeah. love that. I love that so much. Like I, <laughs> The idea of just being like, okay, I'll ride it again and just keep riding it. Yeah, we're waiting for people, and then this uh, around lunchtime, not lunchtime, almost, what, what's the meal between lunch and dinner? Is it just a snack? Like snack the, or supper? The 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock area, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. We're all hungry after riding Haunted Mansion so many times waiting for people. We ended up riding it one more time, and then we all, as a group, started doing the rest of the park. Uh, we did all the mountain rides. We didn't. We stayed away from Splash Mountain because uh, I think there is a specific person working there that one of my roommate's friends didn't get along with. Aww. And so we were like, all right, we're just going to go this way. We rode everything else. Small World, they were all singing. I was almost annoyed, but I still worked there, so I wasn't. And if anyone offers you like a free ride to go through Small World... Without waiting in line, you take it. Just a little <laughs> advice. Because it's the most relaxing thing to do if you have your own music. <laughs> like, all of my stories is just, where's the best place to relax? Right now, it's Mickey's Magical Map. <laughs> uh, Disneyland Railroad. Small World, if you have the earbuds. Or Haunted Mansion, if you have a Fast Pass. Those are the places that I would recommend taking a nap in. If you need to take a nap. <laughs> if you need if you need to take take a nap, we have the scoop. Breaking news. <laughs> Best place to take a nap at the Disneyland. Best is... place to watch um Best place to watch or not best place. Best time to watch Mickey's Magical Map is during the summertime because there are cute shirtless boys instead of their Winter coverings. Um, also, good tip. <laughs> just, just FYI. No, it's not breaking news. I just realized it's a BuzzFeed article. Top five places to take a nap at <laughs> Disneyland. As told by Chris. But uh, take doing a quick side tangent here. Going back to like never going to Disneyland, but 
memories of Disneyland. I posted it in mm-hmm. our chat is the Disney sing along songs. I oh found my- this on VHS. But <laughs> it was watching those VHS those nineteen nineties VHS and I remember that one, I remember the Disney fun at the circus one where the they're all running a circus. Well, for me, uh, watching your side would be Beach Party because yeah. I, that was my favorite one overall. But Beach Party, <laughs> those songs were jams. Yeah, but like, because when I was young, oh, it's Disney, it's Disney World. <laughs> but now older, I'm realizing, no, it was Disneyland. Like, you're and actually realizing this younger, like, for example, your haunted ma- the Disneyland haunted mansion looks so different to the Walt Disney World haunted mansion, and like you were talking about, it's small world. the The loading queue for in Disneyland it's outside, if I recall. Yeah, and yeah, it's outside, and and I saw that the Florida is not. It's, it's, it's inside, inside, and it's like, like a pavilion. pavilion. It's, it's like. like the way, the way Fantasyland, Fantasyland is set up, up at Walt Disney, Disney World, World. It's, it's, it's like, like the pop-up, up, like, tents. It looks like, like, it looks like carnival-y type, type tents. Tent. So, so it's, it's small, small world has that. that. Uh, Peter, Peter Pan, Pan has that. Snow, Snow White. White. That apparently was the uh, the original way that Fantasyland looked like in Disneyland. Uh, and it was more out of necessity because they, they kept running out of money. So they kind of had that medieval fair thing going on. And then when uh, when they had the big Fantasyland refurbishment in the early, early 80s, um, and they moved everything. They physically moved uh, the teacups. They physically moved the carousel. They physically moved Dumbo. Like, they, they did all these really bizarre and amazing things. And now it looks like a, looks like a village, like a storybook village. Um, but yeah, that's Florida sounds a lot like what... Disneyland look like before the 80s refurbishment. I would really like to see that now. The whole like fantasy fair thing. Uh, just the different uh, the different variations of what the two parks would look like because do you guys have New Orleans Square or is it Liberty Square? I forgot like what it was called. Uh, it's it's. I think it's Liberty because uh, that's where Hall of Presidents would be, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, then it's Liberty Square. It's that's where that's where our haunted mansion is located over over there as well. That that's one thing I kind of like joking about is hey at least we have a working elevator in our haunted mansion. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah, but to you're... to Disney World's credit, the, <laughs> you're you're on elevated ground at all times. So. <laughs> yeah. And when you go down, you go down into the underground city, so you gotta go up. What, Ours what I, was out of necessity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what what I can't fathom, and even though I've seen I've seen the pictures, I've I've seen YouTube videos about it and whatnot, is is that tunnel system in Florida. And I, I find that fascinating. And I'm I'm the kind of person who it's not that I want to go down there and take pictures. I would love to go down there with my hands in my pockets the entire time. And just be escorted to walk through and be like, wow, wow, wow. Okay, cool. I had my moment. And uh, I was I was thrilled to find out that Disneyland, I mean, they don't have the extensive tunnels, but they do have underground sections. 
And I'm like, oh God, I want to go see those so bad. <laughs> but I would make, it's not that I would be a lousy uh, cast member. Um, I would not be a good fit uh, because I would cry every day for good reasons and for bad reasons. <laughs> That's what the college program is for. <laughs> crying out of the way are, are, do, does the college program take 40 year old women because go back to college mary <laughs> they take grad students well hell's that... bells so uh i i would i would think so <laughs> you won't That's... need to do the housing or anything you heard it here first folks mary's going back to college back to college <laughs> oh so what are you gonna major in oh uh, you know Something. Something. Well, why do you want to come back to college? A very specific reason, and once that reason's done, I'm dropping out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I'm no quitter. I'm no quitter. Yeah. <laughs> no. Tune into our spinoff podcast, Mary Goes to College, where <laughs> all about <laughs> yes. God, no, don't make me relive college. I will. Oh, there's not <laughs> enough therapy in the world. Um. <laughs> This is this is a weird tangent, but I I'm excuse me, sorry, <laughs> seltzer water. Um, but because Chris brought up a uh, small world, um, I want to know. I want to know what you guys think about small world, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna start first real quick. Um, small world is one of those that I don't I don't run for by any stretch, but because it's it's it has this adorable legacy and because the way it was designed the whole you know mary blair's just design is amazing and whimsical um the fact that this is an entire show that moved across the country um the fact that i'm one of the few who really likes the little disney nods in in small world but because of what it is and what it stands for i like the ride and if i have a chance if if um if there's a lull in the action or I really do just want some air conditioning, I will absolutely go and I will do it bravely without any headphones. The funny thing is, is that when the first year that my family went, my brother and I both said, look, yeah, we can make fun of this ride all we want, but we want to go on it because it's our first time here and we don't know when we're going to be able to come back, you know? And so my dad... I love my dad so much, but he just kind of rolls his eyes and go like, guys, I went on this when I was in the Air Force and I was down here in California. I was like, dad, you can either come with us, you know, which is fine, or you can wait out here for 15 minutes. And he's like, oh God, air conditioning. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll come with you. And, <laughs> and um, you know, my brother and I are a bunch of smart asses, but we kept our mouths shut. We really did take everything and we enjoyed it. We pointed at the things we genuinely liked. I will never forget that hippo, you know, with the big eye, with the big eyelashes. I love that hippo. You know, I, I love, I loved how just ridiculously whimsical this was. You know, it was, it was a hell of a lot better than watching the rock of fire explosion. You know, I, it was just, it was adorable. And I said, look, we did it. Now we can move on with our vacation. Right. But my dad, I asked him, I said, see, that wasn't so bad. Wasn't he goes, no, it wasn't. He goes, Remember, back in the 70s, everything clicked. He says, so every, so he goes, when we went through Small World in the 70s, it was click, 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 because like all the compliance issues and whatnot, nothing was, nothing was padded. 
you know, sound was only, you know, as good as it got, you know, and now we have stereophonic and surround and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, yeah. He goes, that was really enjoyable. I said, would you go on it again? And he goes, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's Small World. I like Small World a lot. I, I think it's cute. I think it's whimsical. I still think it's necessary. I can understand if people don't like it and that's fine. But man, I like when people go on a tirade about it, I just look at them and said, you just don't like things like calm down. That's that's like being super defensive about diet soda. Like <laughs> this, is, this uh-huh. is so not important, but it is, but it's whimsical. It's, it's cute. And you know, it was made for kids and it was made for, it was made for kids, but it was also made to celebrate kids. And I think that's, I think that's really cool because kids, kids don't get enough credit. <laughs> not an issue, but I like, I just love to hate the ride and I love to be annoyed by it. But I, if I, if I end up writing it, I write it. Uh, I will say uh, Small World Holiday is my favorite and I will ride that. <laughs> Like, I will go out of my way, even if it's like busy winter crowds. I would sacrifice a fast pass for haunted or not haunted mansion. That too, uh, for small world holiday. Just I, I like Christmas. Like I really love Halloween. Halloween time is great. It's right. like my favorite second job. And Disney is actually the reason why I got into uh, working at Universal for. Halloween Horror Nights, Mm -hmm. but that's like a whole completely different story. But, yeah. Small World Holidays, my favorite iteration. I like how they depict holiday in, around the world and like, the music is great. Uh, Not the lore, I don't even know how to say it. But like, how they integrate the Disney characters. I have a soft spot for Flounder. Flounder is my favorite character. If you look at like, my Instagram stories whenever I'm on the Little Mermaid ride. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying attention to Ursula or Ariel. No, it's just Flounder. Uh, my sister has, like, pictures of me taking pictures of Flounder. And, like, when I saw Flounder for the first time in Small World after he was added, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is so wholesome. <laughs> so, Mary, I, th- I shared the same sentiments as you do, Mary. It's Small World. It's... It's don't have to necessarily go on it, but if the waits, the wait time is not very long, or if it's raining outside and in Florida it rains all the time, we'll go. Uh, family will definitely hop on it, and I like the. I would most recently want to thank Jeremy Dooley because he was the one who pointed this out. Uh, I think on an off-topic episode a while ago, how there were out of out of sync tuba players they were playing the it's a small world tune but out of sync i was like oh my there's out of out of tune tuba players haven't heard that before so the next after that after i heard that podcast went on it's a small world and i found it and now every time i go on it's a small world and i hear those out of sync tuba players it just brings another joy into that ride <laughs> That's a neat connection. I like that. Yes. A side note on yeah. Small World. Favorite part is when there's a duck in front of your boat and it either flies away, goes around your boat, or just goes through the whole ride with you. There is no in between. 
I have never, I, I have never seen a Disney duck inside of Small World. It's very rare. They normally fly away before mm-hmm. um, they get into the dark, scary tunnel mm-hmm. through their eyes. But uh, it was there was one instance where it just floated with us. And oh. I'm not sure if it was sleeping because its head was kind of down. But like it just floated with us and we didn't hit it. And then like the minute we left, we got out of uh, the show building. It just flew away. I'm like, that that duck is what I want to be when I retire. <laughs> In Disney. Sleeping wherever. Just enjoying my time. And that's like a not, non-existent issue over at Walt Disney World. Because since you... It's in that medieval fair tent, and you go down into it's a small world. There's no way the ducks are getting in, but occasionally you do have birds that would f- fly in from the outside. Yeah. So what I what I really like is back to to Google Earth and like overhead views of the parks is seeing how large the show buildings are and how the show buildings where the facade ends and the show building begins and small world you can really get a sense of how big that all is on the inside when you look at it show building it's gigantic it's like i i could be wrong i don't actually know the square footage but from overhead it looks like two and a half costos and it feels like it takes that long to get through it but it's it's just amazing to me that that you can do the same thing like do a google earth thing over walt disney world and you're like where the hell is small world like it is so nicely hidden. That's that's incredible to me. I I, I think <laughs> I think that kind of engineering and architecture is just part of that magic. And you you gotta like even if you hate Small World, like you gotta give it props that it, it is such a large show building and that there's so much going on and there's so much that needs to be programmed. Yeah, they look like they're doing the most basic movements ever, but. Think about how much cabling there is. I mean, think about the upkeep. It is just all around amazing. And then you move into something more more action-packed or something even more technologically advanced, like Carousel of Progress. You're like, well, what do I care? It's just a revolving theater with a bunch of robots. It's like, no, that's not that's not what you're looking at, man. You've got to understand, you know, the the engineering of you are moving from scene to scene. You are watching this thing play out in real time. You know, this is amazing, right? This is, <laughs> this is, this is more mechanics happening right now. Like, sure, maybe your phone now can probably manage to run that show. But imagine, if you will, it's the 70s and how big these computers are and where they have to be stored and where all the cabling is. I mean, that's, that's incredible to me. And I think of, I think of Small World in that way because Small World is so gigantic and has so many moving parts. And, you know, we haven't even started on water upkeep, you know, and, and having to keep, make sure that, you know, all the dolls don't rust or mold and so on and so forth. I mean, there's there's so much more to it than an annoying song and creepy children puppets. Yeah. Um, so what I'm taking in college uh, was, and it's called entertainment engineering. It it's more designed for um, like circ shows and automation and that stuff, but you delve into animatronics, and like they go through the history of prop controllers, and there's a prop controller where 
it's programmed in Notepad, and it's just ones and zeros of you telling which axis to move at what time and how to delay it. And everything is, or all the delays are based off of like the very first start point. So you need to have a command for move up, delay, move down, delay, but you have to make sure your delay like matches it because if the delay is wrong and it's still executing the first movement, it will like crash on itself. So like the amount of work to make that work like even if it's the simplest movements, yeah, you're right. It's like a lot of work, and, and that's just like, and that's just for one for one animatronic. Yeah, one yeah. axis movement on one animatronic. Like seeing a Hall of Presidents or um, uh, the Lincoln Show on Main Street. It's amazing what they can do. And now looking at uh, Rise of the Resistance, how fluid those animations are for Kylo Ren when he's turning and walking to you and all the magic that they make happen it's <laughs> it's amazing like i'm geeking out about it because the back end of it is just incredible like my discipline is sound design but i still have to dabble with electrical lighting and uh animatronics and just touching just being able to like control it's like i can make small world <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a stupid little thing but i I really enjoy it. Oh, no, I don't think that's stupid at all. I think that's... No, it's not. Yeah, that's an absolute thrill. I mean, knowing, to me, I've never been one to be like, oh, now I know how the magic works, the magic's spoiled. That's not That's not my gig. <laughs> if I know how the magic works, that makes it more magi- magical to me because that's not going to be the way it's going to be done in the future. Like, it's always changing. It's always evolving. So what we, you know, what what they used to program the animatronics in the sixties with the, with the vinyl, you know, that they would program and just trays of vinyl records almost to uh, program those movements. And then you go into these gigantic computers and then you go into the digital age. And I mean, it just, it's, it's always evolving, but knowing that, Knowing that, okay, well, that's not really Abraham Lincoln, or that's not really half the cast of of uh, Song of the South, or that's not really Winnie the Pooh. That's not what gets me. What gets me is, wow, how did Winnie the Pooh move like that? How did Abraham Lincoln move like that? I know the inside. Of, I know what this animatronic looks like stripped down, but I don't believe it's an animatronic right now. And you kind of sit there in that wonderful moment of disbelief. Even if you had the blueprints in front of you, I, I love that kind of thing. Like you just gain a lot of respect for how those rides were accomplished at the time. And kind of makes it like bittersweet when Disney decides to like either renovate or replace attractions. I think there was a rumor about Snow White getting a, uh, renovation soon so like i'm looking forward to that if it's true but also like it's history you're you're updating history and again it's like a little thing in my head where it's like oh bittersweet but yeah still, yeah i'm i'm tomorrow. looking i'm looking forward to that to when because that's actually on one of our topic sheets is is talking about um like things that used to be things that are like things that we miss, uh, you know, were we really brokenhearted or are we happy that something got rethemed and maybe is getting a little more attention, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm, I'm really, really excited about um, 
really excited about that one. I'm actually excited about all the topics. That that yes. that topic sheet. That topic sheet you can ask Ricky. I think I took maybe about a half an hour to to make and it's got a ton of topics on there and um part of it one of the one of the big things that we're striving for is you know again is to talk about what we love and talk about you know the things that still amaze us and I mean we can it's human nature. We're going to end up delving into, oh God, I hate this ride or, you know, or something to that effect. But, you know, we all know that our word is not law. Um, we would never offend other people who like the thing that we don't like or hate the thing that we totally love. Um, but, you know, we, you know, a lot of it is, um, this is kind of that, kind of that, safer area to talk about that kind of thing without getting interrupted with Disney ruins such and stuff by such by putting such and such in there, you know, or my personal favorite is I can't believe they put Starbucks in the park. They've never had, they've never had business <laughs> sponsors before. And I'm like, are you, are you kidding me right now? Um, so yeah, really, but you know, being able to talk about things like, you know, Hey, you know, things that, that, are being refurbished, reworked, reskinned, rethemed, uh, torn completely down. Um, like I'm looking, I'm looking forward to those conversations because I know that we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna keep it cool. I mean, we're not sitting here. It's not going to be like a, um, like a shareholders meeting. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get rid of Guardians of the Galaxy. Everyone hates it. Oh, Dark oh, stocks, stocks and bonds, stocks and bonds. <laughs> Back I really do like <laughs> Guardians. I want to do a whole show about Guardians because <laughs> I and for like all the for all the good reasons, like and just it's one of my favorite things in the world. But if I if I start, I won't stop. So I'm gonna just stop right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because we can do a whole episode on that because I learned some stuff um, as a guest. Like watching show control and like that's really cool. Like all of that's automated now. It's like Yeah. Oh great. my god. This, yeah. So in the future. <laughs> so much to talk about for that. And I know Ricky, you're gonna be like, man, we don't we're just waiting on our gosh darn roller coaster. Yep. But can but we can also turn it we can also turn it into a Tower of Terror kind of episode because yes, it is a reskin of the ride, but there are so many wonderful differences and that's coming from chris did you ever ride tower of terror before it was guardians yep yeah okay so i mean like we can still give a lot of the perspective on the on on both sides of that coin um and then also talk about how like oh my god i want to visit twilight uh twilight zone tower of terror in florida so much because you because that one has had so much more going for it than the one in california and like, oh my god, yeah. So like, I'm I'm getting all tingly. Oh my gosh, I'm getting all tingly. That ride scared me as a kid. Oh my. Well, yeah, I, I can see why. I can see why. But like, another I... tidbit. What's oh, that? sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. No, go oh, ahead. Uh, so go ahead. Imagine how cold the server rooms are to keep all of the prop controllers, the show control systems, everything that spits out so much heat underground. Imagine how cold that is, and during the summer. When something breaks and engineering has to like go down there, they have to put on a jacket just to survive down there because <laughs> it's like 
if I could live down there, I would because it's so nice and cool, but it's like <laughs> almost below freezing. I know, a jacket in Florida. Crazy. Or California, crazy. Actually, California does get cold. There was one year that we went, um, we did a we did a Disneyland trip with uh, some of our convention families from uh, from uh, like Emerald City Comic Con, and we went, and that's when that's when Cal- that's when LA got hit with a monsoon, and Anaheim was at the tail end of it and got about like six inches of rain in an afternoon but it was still 75 slash 80 degrees so you could tell where people were from just based on how they were dressed in the rain here us washingtonians are like man this is the best thing ever we're out there in shorts and tank tops and all the locals are are huddled together for warmth and then a lot of tourists are like i don't know what to do do i put on the poncho or do i just give up like it was amazing (laughs) It was amazing. It was like, women and children, run for your lives. And the rest of us are going, cool, there's no weight for Matterhorn. A tank top. (laughs) Yeah. We showed up to, we showed up to, um, uh, God, not Blue Bayou, but the, the, um, the Disney, the California Adventure equivalent, um, the theater. Oh, hell. Um, Oh, Hyperion. No, not the Hyperion. I'm sorry. The um, the the theater themed restaurant. Um, Carna- not Carnations. Oh my God, it's gonna kill me now. Carthay Circle. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, yes. You you think I would know? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I was thinking Carnegie Plaza, but that was my housing for. <laughs> but like over at Carthay Circle, we had a we had a um, we had a reservation. But we're standing there and we look like we just got out of a Nirvana show. I mean, we are drenched. We have our flannels wrapped around our waists. And never mind, it's 2018. And I mean, we we looked we looked like we had just gone through a music festival. And so we got there to do our, our dinner reservations and we're like, we feel really bad that we look like this. The cast member laughed at us. The cast member was amazing. He looks at us and he goes, well, number one, your reservation is safe, even though you're five minutes late. He looks around. There's nobody there. There is nobody there. And he goes, we can still squeeze you in. I like the way you look. You guys are adorable. We'll squeeze you in. And and then he starts off and goes, really? He goes, he goes if Disneyland ever put a dress code on places like Blue Bayou, even, even Club 33, he goes, nobody would be able to eat there because we all want to dress like tourists. And I'm like, you're right, but I don't think a lot of us strive to dress like drowned tourists. But yeah, we had <laughs> we had a lot of fun that night. The the wait staff was great. Like I said, we were like we were like one of three parties that were there. Everybody else just got scared off by the rain, and um, so the wait staff was was hilarious and wonderful. And it probably got a little more. Uh, a little more upbeat in there than it usually gets even when it's full of tourists because it was, it was a little more intimate. We got to talk about things and uh, the waiter was apparently a huge uh, Steelers fan. So, so Pepsi had a great time talking to him about Steelers and, you know, and then, I mean, it was, it was just great. It was, it was really great. It was this weird intimate experience that you weren't, that you weren't expecting because, you know, who's got the time, you know, 
But because everybody was scared of the rain, there was nothing but time, you know? I really need to get you down here or down there with, uh, during Dapper Day or Batson Park Day, which I think that's actually been retired, but Dapper Day for sure. Oh my God. I would... I've been meaning to do a Dapper Day. Oh, Ricky, what? Long. Ricky and Chris, I want to know what, um, Ricky, you go first and then Chris, you tell me. If you were to have a Dapper Day outfit or if you do have a Dapper Day outfit, what would it look like? What what character or ride or or thing would it be based on? Or would it just be really fancy clothing? I'm going to bring up my uh, old Instagram because I can't <laughs> <answer>. <laughs> While he's doing that, Ricky, you go ahead and answer. So while Chris does that, for me, it's always Star Wars. It's always like dressing up. Uh, it would be a Star Wars suit with a Star Wars tie. Maybe like a Star Wars pin on it, on the suit jacket. Or even, like, I've seen those, like, that R2-D2 suit. Where it's just a suit covered in R2-D2. Or a suit covered in a Darth Vader. And I would I would wear that, and I would kill it. So you would you would go with, with iconography, you would go with logos, you would go with, with, uh, with, so, like, with a with an R2-D2 pattern, would it look, would it have little R2-D2s all over it, or would it look well, like R2-D2 wearing a suit? Well, let me... Send Google. Do a Google. Do the Google. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing this. There you go. I saw a BB-8 dress that like would ones. pair with that really nicely. That. Moses. Or some of these suits. <laughs> oh, I love it. That I mean that that one looks like a like like a suit made out of comic book pages. Yes. I love it. And what's this one? That's a TIE fighter one. Ooh. Oh, oh my god. I should I totally... I have this picture in a while. If Dapper Day... We'll do links, link dump for all these photos oh, that yeah. we have. Yeah, we'll do a link dump and, uh, in this, because we're all filming from beautiful... Or recording from beautiful Discord. Um, I'll make a... I'll make an actual page for us. Or an actual channel for us. Yes. Oh, TK, look at you! Aww. Oh, that's classic Nikki! Oh my god! <laughs> and then if Dab Day was in Christmas, there's your Star Wars Christmas suit. <laughs> Star Wars Christmas, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my god, I love it! Ricky, okay, number one, Ricky, you would rock any of these suits. I absolutely love it. And TK, Chris, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're all gonna call each other by our various freaking names. I'm afraid that Chris, if, I, if I say your name out loud, Chris is going to run upstairs and say, yeah, because <laughs> there's so many Chris's. So I'm, is it cool if I call you TK on the podcast? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, no problem. So, so yeah, like, first of all, like TK is already cuter than a button on a teddy bear's nose. <laughs> the fact that you're uh -oh. just as classic Ricky, I just, I absolutely love that. And, and Ricky, I saw, um, I want to say it was, it was either, I want to say it was on your Twitter. I saw. My bot two bound. Yes! Oh, I loved that. I thought that looked so cool. That was for that was for my first trip to Galaxy's Edge, and ba I basically told I told myself every time I go to Galaxy's Edge, I have to Batu bound. I can't. It feels weird to me to show up in a place canonically in the Star Wars universe wearing a like a T-shirt that says Star Wars. <laughs> So and... when you go, are you going <laughs> to split sides each time? Like, uh, the, uh, this trip you're going to go as First Order, this trip you're going to go as Resistance? 
Or are you just going to be resistant scum for the rest of your life? I... <laughs> Listen, I'm rebel scum. I'm also a smuggler. <laughs> and it's like, and that's that fun of Galaxy's Edge where you go in and you dress up and you make your own character. You make your own story. And that's what I love about going to going to Galaxy's Edge, going to, going to Batu. And I've only been twice, but and I, yeah. and I just want. I've been dying to go back because I always I dress up and I have fun. I play with. I play in that universe. It, it allows me to live in Star Wars, which I've always wanted to do. I would. I would love. And, I would love to have our next episode be about Black Spire Outpost, Batu, Galaxy's Edge, whatever, whatever you want to call it. I would. I would love that to be one of our our sooner rather than later ones because that is. My experience there is so fresh in my memory because I got to do it in September and I got to do, but I got to do the grand, oh my God, experience in October with, it was me and Chris, my husband, Chris, uh, Dan, and my brother and his girlfriend were there for a separate trip, but we all got to meet up. And I mean, like, it's just, this land is so burned in my brain and in my sensibility Ricky, you were there when I was there for Extra Life for Bruce. Yes. And they had the people there giving out the tattoos. And I chickened out on George. George says that next, if I do get a do get a tattoo, he'll be there to hold my hand. But George and I signed up to get our tattoos. Um, and our names were called at one in the morning and I chickened out. But what I was going to get was the Black Spire Outpost um, symbol. So that half circle with the moons and the spires, I was going to get that because, not because, oh my God, I'm the best Star Wars fan ever, but because that trip for the three of us was so much fun and so amazing that even if heaven forbid, like, you know, Star Wars gets put in the salt mines and forgotten, or if Chris and I get a divorce or Dan never speaks to us ever again or any of those weird impossible things I will still always love that tattoo because that vacation was amazing (sighs) (sighs) sorry I'm just gushing (laughs) (sighs) we'll definitely do the Galaxy's Edge episode sooner rather than later because I can I we can spend three hours talking about it and so was this uh the reason why you couldn't have lunch with me and uh Mimi yeah it was (laughs) that was the reason so it was because because we had piled so much stuff, not like piled, but because we wanted to catch my brother there because it was his birthday, and we got so fascinated and just so lost just in our experience at Disneyland that we completely forgot that, number one, we were in California, and number two, hey, maybe we should actually meet with people. And yeah, I, we're so bad at that. Ah, it's okay. No, but next time, I promise. Next time, next <laughs> time, and we'll we'll fight you for for the dinner bill. I'm not even kidding. So, oh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a sight to behold. But yeah, I would Ooh, love. I had a card roulette. <laughs> Mary, I come from an Italian family. I know those fights too well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it was amazing when. Uh, uh, to watch my father and Chris's late father argue over the check. But what's great is that, you know, for those of you who don't know, my husband is is six and a half feet tall. Dan is one inch taller. 
but I come from a long line of shorties. Uh, my father is maybe 5'10", maybe. Um, and so to watch him try to pay for a dinner above my father-in-law, who was about 6'4", <laughs> it was just oh it was like yeah i wonder who was really gonna win this freaking battle <laughs> i should tell you guys about my disney bound um okay. i haven't done it yet um i'm hoping i was thinking of doing it last time we went through but because we went through during halloween i was more focused on the halloween costume and i didn't want to pack too much stuff but um <laughs> I have this really awesome black dress that I actually wore to uh, to uh, John Sedlak's wedding in Austin a couple months ago, and um, I love this dress. It's a it's a black wraparound dress. It's got pockets, yeah. But I love it. <laughs> I love this dress, and um, a friend gave it to me, and I absolutely love it. It's a plain black dress. Um, so I would want to incorporate that because it's very comfy. I can hold my phone and some extra stuff in there. You know, a backpack will fit just fine on the back without really, you know, you know, without really hurting me or irritating the skin. I could totally wear shorts underneath the dress, the whole nine yards. Um, we have various uh, costume pieces uh, between Chris and I. We have a ton because we're both theater kids and we keep a lot of, costumes just on hand uh whether it's because we did some production or we did a little bit of cosplay or um <laughs> his work loves to celebrate halloween so he's always got little costume pieces everywhere uh i would want to take this black dress and make a grunkle stan costume oh from gravity God. falls yeah oh my God. yeah because i How have much? i have the glasses we have the fez um, I have these, I have these black shoes that, uh, are just memory foam. These are the ugliest damn shoes ever. They are old people shoes. And I love to wear them with my Rick Sanchez costume because I'm like, if you're going to cosplay an old person, wear old people shoes. And they're the most comfortable things in the world. So I'm like, I would use those shoes, you know, and, like, and just have a lot of fun with that. Still be absolutely, you know, dolled up and cute because everybody wants to be dolled up and cute, but you know also have this funny fez on there and maybe like i have a i have a necklace with a small pair of brass knuckles on it so i thought that would be cute to wear with it so we'll see what happens i mean it the opportunity just needs to arise or i need to be like yeah cool i'm absolutely okay with wearing a dress to disneyland you know <laughs> people do it it doesn't even have to be a special occasion it doesn't have to be dapper day for you to dress all nice and go oh exactly exactly <laughs> Just do it. Just, Just do, do it. it. <laughs> the only thing is you can't be confused for a cast member. Exactly. And God, no, I would not be confused for a cast member. <laughs> There's, I've been, I've been, yeah, yeah, not for, yeah, not for a character. I have been confused for a cast member. I did have somebody ask me um, because I was telling Dan and Chris about a bunch of stuff that we were seeing inside Guardians of the Galaxy. Um like I, pay, I pointed out figment and all this other stuff. And this lady behind me goes, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. Are you a cast member? I was like, no, I just know way too much about these parts. <laughs> uh, before and we move away from the uh, <laughs> costuming uh, topic, I just posted a uh, 
TikTok account that you need to follow. I will, uh, I will absolutely, I will absolutely check that out. It's called Mom Made Magic. Freaking beautiful. Her son is the most adorable thing ever. Uh, she converts uh, princess dresses into male clothing for her son. And that is so she's cool. The precious little, the most precious little bean ever. Like I will die protecting this child if someone decides to bully him. And like she's gotten like hate comments online because he chooses to like dress up as female characters. I, I don't want to curse but them. Uh, <laughs> we're we're trying to come up with a really cool like curse beep. And we're thinking, like I said, it should be like the entrance whistle or something. <laughs> and just marking an hour and 34 minutes. There we go. Insert. Insert. I'm sorry, but no, that's no, the only thing. No, you're all good. And no, trust me, we've probably had three of these bleeps by now. So yeah. we're not worried. We're we're trying to keep it PG-13, but we also know that, you know, number one, we're cooped up. Number two, we're, we're excited about the, the content. And I'm the kind of person when I get excited, I will use the most colorful language, not because not because it makes me sound cool or anything like that, but like, I don't have another word for it. So here comes the swear words, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's no biggie. I, 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 I will totally follow that, that account. I also love the account and I will have to look it up because I don't remember the name of it, but the gentleman who makes the two-in-one costumes for his kids Oh, uh, I follow him on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. So we'll have to look that up too. And like, I look at the stuff that he makes and I'm just like, how do I hire you? <laughs> and then if you just want like wholesome Disney content in general, um, there's another uh, gentleman by the name of Youth Pastor Ryan mm -hmm. on TikTok. And he just has the most wholesome stories from working at Disney. Aww. Uh, it's just like great feel good things. Like whenever I'm at work uh, bored or just like, ah, it's too stressful. I need to unwind for like five seconds. Just pull up TikTok. He, ha he has a new story right now. All right, cool. Hey, listen to it. Oh, it's so adorable. Talking about like little girls mistaking him for Disney villains or princes. Aww. And then uh, there's another Instagram called Disney 366, which sadly the project is kind of retired. He he'll still visit Disney, but because he's, not at Disneyland every day uh, because of the whole closure. I, I guess he's retiring the project. Oh, but man, it was the right. gentleman who was, who's been to the park for, uh, I forgot how many days, but he was like there for X amount of years straight without missing a day. See, and, I, I don't know. think this should count though. Like, I don't think the closure time should count. Neither do I, but he, no. he's counting calendar days, not yeah, uh, operational I, days. I can, I can, you know, I can appreciate that. I mean, it's like when, when conventions started to postpone and cancel lately, um, I remember seeing somebody say, I'm going to probably get the convention wrong. It was, it was, maybe it was anime expo or something. It was an anime convention that's been around for a while. And this person said, this is the first time since this, this show began I'm going to miss the, I'm going to miss a year. And everybody said the same thing. They're like, you're not missing your, your, your record still stands. If they don't have a show, you didn't miss something that's not there. Exactly. But I can, but I can understand if this guy is actually going by calendar days. Yeah, I, I can understand that, but it's like, come on, buckaroo. 
Maybe try it again. <laughs> Buckaroo. <laughs> Buckaroo. Yeah. That's the the word of the day is Buckaroo. <laughs> so I want to get it since it's our first episode. We're getting to know each other. I want to get some of our favorite things out there. So to start off with, let's. I want to talk about favorite food, beverage, wherever. Anything food you and beverage related. Yeah, you brought yes. that up at the beginning too, yeah. and we got so fixated on rides. And then, what I like about this is that, yeah, we're gonna jump around. We'll try, and you know, we'll keep we'll keep to our canals as we as we learn. But yeah, we did so many branching offs. A lot of tangents. My, yeah, a lot of tangents. My favorite, my favorite food in the park, um, and it's it's. I hate to be that person, but it really is a tie. I know. Oh, great. A tie. Oh, boy. Hey, look, I, you're not asking me my top 10. I'm like, I'm sorry. It has to be a top 20. Um, Back to the BuzzFeed articles. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I got, it used to be my favorite thing to eat in the park was, is, um, and it, it still is one of my favorites is the Monte Cristo and the all cheese Monte Cristo sandwich. Um, Chris and I have to share that because my God, do you get Logie after eating something like that by yourself? Um, it used to be that, but something I, I discovered something that I had never tried um, when I went on my solo trip to Disneyland for my, to commemorate my 40th birthday uh, last year. I went to the Plaza Inn and I had that fried chicken dinner. Oh (laughs) my God, you guys, it was so good. Now, granted, you got to know, I live in the Pacific Northwest where we don't have a regional food. It's everybody moves up here because of the military or whatnot. And they bring those regional foods here. And then some people go and they colonize it or whatnot. So I can't just say, you know, well, it's the best the best fried chicken ever because I don't have a lot of basis, a basis for comparison, but Oh my God. And that meal was, is gigantic and it's wonderful. I lick my plate clean and I don't usually eat that much, but then again, you're at Disneyland and you're just kind of, you know, you're going, you're going, you're going, but it was, that is my favorite thing of all time right now in the parks to eat next to mangoes with the cool uh hot uh seasoning that you can get i can't remember what that stuff is called the flaky stuff it's like salt and chili pepper and stuff like that i wish i could remember what it's called yeah oh so good but like as far as like drink is concerned um because i try not to drink a lot of soda uh and i've cut my alcohol down significantly in the last year um Honestly, my favorite thing to drink if I decide to treat myself, aside from a coffee, (laughs) is probably something at Trader Sam's. Anything with a lot of vodka in it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But like nothing, nothing park specific. I mean, the mint juleps, the quote unquote mint juleps are nice. But, you know, it's if you're like me and you don't drink a lot of soda and you don't drink a lot of sweet stuff, it's just like, oh, sugar. And, you know, it tastes good for like the first couple of sips and then the rest of the time it just tastes like sugar. So, yeah, if, if it's yeah. So if it's not if it's not water from my water bottle, 
Maybe it's something from Trader Sam's with a lot of vodka in it. <laughs> okay. All right. I thought you were going to go with uh, Dole Whip, which is my favorite beverage. <laughs> well, you know, it's a toss-up between that and... Uh, I'm not sure if they have it anymore. Cove Bar used to have uh, frozen hot chocolate, which had like a little bit of whiskey in it. Ooh. And it was the most delicious thing ever. <laughs> but I am a simple person. On my way to Haunted Mansion in the morning, my breakfast would be at uh, Tropical Hideaway. Mm -hmm. And I'd get either the uh, buns, like the bulgogi buns, or they have uh, uh, lumpia, which is like egg rolls. Oh, mm -hmm. So good. Reminds me of home mm. in Chicago somehow. Because <laughs> 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 uh, my grandma would make those. Oh, that but, sounds yeah. lovely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, the whatever kind of bun that they have available at uh, Tropical Hideaway, my favorite food, uh, like next to that, I guess, would be like the salmon from Country Bear, where I almost kidnapped a child by accident. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, have you eaten anywhere in uh, Galaxy's Edge yet? Um, I, we ate, uh, we ate at one of the, one of the sit down places. It wasn't the cantina. Um, but I remember I got these really cold, awesome noodles and I just, I can't remember the description of them. It's they, the one like right next to, uh, Smuggler's Run, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I know what restaurant you're talking about now. Yeah. Docking Bay and 7. Were, yes. Yes. Thank you. And yeah, oh, it, it was really good food. It really, really was. Um, but um, <laughs> that memory is a little clouded. And that is, again, a story for another time. That was a good segue. Kind of a segue. Because <laughs> I have my favorite food as of now and my classic go-to. And my favorite food right now is the Ronto Wrap at Galaxy's Edge. And... It's, I don't know why, but having a pork sausage wrapped in pork with peppercorn, with a peppercorn sauce, all in a pita, it tastes amazing, and I love it. I don't do the coleslaw, because I don't really like, I don't like coleslaw, but even without it, it's just, I'm gonna believe it here, amazing, oh. and... <laughs> I love it so oh my much. God. That makes me so hungry. It does. And my classic go-to is the, the Mickey Mouse ice cream sandwich. Of course. That, that's that's a good one. And because that's every time going to Disney with fam that's the go-to snack. And it's it's amazing. And my favorite drink is at Epcot. It's called the Violet Sake. Also known as, I personally call it purple drink. How how is it having Epcot and all of its wonderful beverage selection? Oh it's that's I I have to look and see what's in it, but it's sake. But it looks so pretty. <laughs> it is. I think the closest thing to like not Epcot Pavilion, uh, like selection of alcoholic beverages is uh that wharf area. Uh, like the food court area in DCA where they have that one tiny little hippie bus that just swaps out beers uh, every so often. Ooh. Like, no, I had, I had no idea about that. Wow. Oh, yeah. They, they have good selections. Uh, uh, 
that's actually my mom's first alcoholic uh, drink uh, since uh, in the past like ten years. I uh, I made her take it, and she's like, "Okay, you know what? I like this." Like she doesn't really do any of that, but yeah. like, I can't finish it, mom. Here you go. Like, <laughs> I I do I do have to add one of my favorite things to get. I didn't get it the last the last time uh, because. I had to get a tooth extracted this year, blah, blah, blah. But something that I used to do before my tooth problem was I would always buy four Mickey caramel chocolate apples to, to fly home with me. Now, granted, I mean, yeah, you can get a caramel apple at a lot of places these days. I mean, the, the Fred Meyer down the street from me has them in their bakery all the time. But this is a Mickey Mouse one. This is... You know, it's got the sorcerer hat on it. It's got ears made of marshmallow and all this other stuff. And um, I'll get a couple of, I'll get like four of those to take home on my carry-on. And I will put one in the fridge, the other three in the freezer, thinking that, all right, I'm going to make these last. And I end up eating them in like two weeks. Going back to the violet sake, it is purple pear, lime juice, and sake. <laughs> oh, wow. And it's my, I, I recommend it to everyone who goes to Epcot is like, get this drink in Japan. Because most people, in Japan, there's the sake bar and you just, you do a shot of sake or a hot sake, a cold sake. But it's like, yeah. for $9, this drink is worth it. And, and going back to your question, Chris, Epcot and drinking of around the world, I have so many stories about that. Oh boy. I've done for my twenty first birthday I went to Epcot during that month three different times and did drinking around the world all three times. That month that month. Is, that is a lot of drinking. It was. And for being twenty one, it was it was an experience. <laughs> Uh, but I, of course, drinking responsibly. I was with friends. I was with family. That's they took care of me. Cause for it was the day after my birthday, went with a trip with friends. The second, a week later, my sister and brother-in-law came up to visit me. You know, and then we did drinking. We did a whole Disney trip again, and we did drinking around the world again. And then the third trip was my friend's birthday, and he we went to Epcot to do it. God, that sounds like so much that, fun. It 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 is. Two two out of the three times I had I was paying for it, so it was an expensive month. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the other thing, and this is not a complaint, but because because it is, uh, it is expensive to go on any trip these days, obviously. Um, and whenever we go to Disneyland, we, we budget to be able to just get food there on property or inside the park. We don't, we don't drag a cooler or anything like that. Sometimes we'll have like, we usually pack protein bars. Um, but that's more to nosh on when we're standing in the lines. But you know, other than that, I mean, we, we, we budget to go buy food. But there are a lot of things there that, like, you know, as cool as, like, the, the Coke bottles, like, at Black Spire are. 
I'm not going to buy a Coke. You know, I'm not going to drop the money for that. I'll wait until we go to Trader Sam's or something where I can get something truly different, truly unique. So like, like at Epcot, they, I'm sure they have tons of unique things to drink. Yes. And at that point, it's totally worth the money, you know? Um, so that's why, that's why I tend to be, uh, careful as to what I order at Disneyland because I don't want to go overboard. Like I always get a pickle because I love the pickles there. Yeah. You can get a pickle anywhere, but there's just something about standing there at the jungle cruise waiting for a boat and snacking on a pickle. I know that sounds weird. It's just, (laughs) there's nothing like it. Um, I don't ever buy a churro because I have a Costco membership guys. I am not paying five bucks for a churro. (laughs) When you go to Costco and you, it's a dollar. Yeah, exactly. But but I get it though because that that is that's kind of part of that memory. It's like I have no problem paying four dollars for a gigantic dill pickle, something that I can get anywhere. And you know, just in the same vein, somebody has no problem paying for a churro for five bucks because it's part of that experience, you know. But we tend to be really careful with that because I don't want to I don't want to come home and be like, well, what do you mean we spent six hundred dollars on drinks? You know. <laughs> We could have used that for like one night at a Disney hotel, you know. Um, But it gets a little difficult when you go to Trader Sam's because everything is so good. Have you seen pictures of that baby Yoda drink that they have at Trader Sam's? No! It's an unofficial drink that they do, and it's technically called the child, but it's a baby Yoda drink. And let me... Yeah, Baby. put that link up. Yeah. Trader Sam's. Uh, the link I also posted in the chat was, it's not related to Disney. It's related to Not Scary Far. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's like a little inside joke because uh, I know you watch uh, Randomly and uh, Justin, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mary? Yeah. Uh, there's like a little inside joke because every time he's in the park doing uh, his vlog, uh, the, he's always like hunched over with... Uh, some uh, scary person over his shoulder and I, I thought that video was funny. <laughs> that has nothing to do with Disney. You can continue. To no, but I, no, but I'll tell, I mean, I'll totally watch it because I, I figure even if I've never gone to Knott's Berry Farm, I mean, Knott's, Knott's and Disney have a lot of beautiful intertwined history and um, like any like any theme park, I haven't gone to a lot of theme parks, but if I could go to, like if I could do like a cross-country hit a bunch of theme parks in every state kind of thing, that would that'd be living the dream. And Ricky, Ooh. that child drink is ridiculously adorable. Yes. <laughs> I'm sad it doesn't come with a frog. <laughs> that would be great. Oh my god. Yeah. Two lines. Disney huh. magic right there. That's, I wonder <laughs> I wonder what's in it. I wonder what it what they made it out of. Or if they're like well, we're just going to make it look cute and then we're going to dump it because this is not uh, meant for human consumption. Let me <laughs> let me find the recipe. I like how we just delved into the alcohol part. <laughs> Two hours in. Two hours in and the alcohol's out, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I find that, like, with, with California, you got Disney California Adventure is the only park there that has alcohol. Technically... Uh, Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge. That's the that's the oh, that's, that's the new exception. Yeah. But and, uh, you're only limited to two. Yeah, and and what's funny is that like I like as cool as that sounds. One of these days I'll make it to the cantina. I mean, I 
back in September and, and in October, I mean, those reservations were already out the door and I wasn't going to worry about it. I'm like, look, if I really, really, really want an alcoholic beverage, I will walk over to Trader Sam's because I, I love that. I love that atmosphere. And I won't lie, the Disney cats that hang around that area, the fact that some of them will come up and like rub up against you. You're like, oh God, I've been chosen. I, I have to stay here. Um, and then Lamplight, I never really made it over the Lamplight Lounge, um, mostly because uh, when you hit your pattern of what you want to ride and when you want to ride it, we usually, usually don't do reservations for drinks and dinners and things like that. We only do like one or two of them per trip rather than per day. So it's just never been on the top priority list. But um, I hear that the drinks at Oga's are, are pretty good. They are. Yeah. Can't confirm. <laughs> and I have a story for I have a story for that, but I don't know should I, if I should save it, just say, say it now, or we save it for the Galaxy's Edge. We do a whole episode on Disney alcohol. Yeah, I think we might have to, or that yeah, is... either do it for that, or do it for um, or do it for the Galaxy's Edge. I'll, right. I'll save it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a part of me that's like, no, let's just keep going and just have a three-hour episode, and then I'm like, people <laughs> would want to murder us. I think. <laughs> Well, it, Vegas people will be like, all right, that's like 75% of our drive to Disney from Vegas. So it could work. <laughs> it could totally work. <laughs> I would listen to this the whole ride through. <laughs> <laughs> and what's great is that, again, because we're just doing this, you know, on the fly, it's like, you know, maybe maybe we'll end up cutting this in half. Or maybe we'll be like, you know what? Screw it. Here's all two hours of just rambling. You know, just oh. getting to know you and then, you know, finding that stride later on. It's, I mean, we're not... Get there. We're not... Yeah, I mean, we're not We're not looking for, for monetization. We're not looking to be discovered. You know, it's just more along the lines of, we have stories to tell and we want to share them and we want to we talk to people and get all excited mm -hmm. about, you know, little things like, you know, oh my God, I got to, um, you know, I got to see a ride with the, with the work lights on or something like that. And that's another, that's another episode topic that I so am excited for is talking about like any secrets that we've seen ourselves, not rumors, not Snopes, you know, but actual things that we've seen. And, you know, if, and, you know, Chris, if you continue to join us, I mean, I'm sure you have a lot of those that you can legally and totally on the square share <laughs> Because again, we're not going to prod you for anything. We'll only prod you when we don't have anything recording. We'll be like, dude, dude, what does the pirate's water taste like? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and what's fun is like seeing those secrets. A lot of the times you can see them when it's uh, dry exit. I don't remember the term when it's like the dry exit or when you have to leave the ride when if it breaks down. Oh, uh, 101 or whatever. Uh, like an evac? Yeah. Like, I had to do that for Splash Mountain, and it was just, like, seeing the behind-the-scenes of Splash Mountain, which was pretty cool. Oh, my God, I cannot wait. Or you could be on uh, <laughs> Pirates, and the ride breaks down, and the boat you're on doesn't make it past the required line, so the cast members, oftentimes will be CPs, have to don the jumpsuit. The waiters. <laughs> yep, jump in and push you all the way back to the next... Uh, to the previous unloading zone. Oh my god, yeah. We 
we are definitely going to have an episode about those things because <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I have crossed my fingers. Like I know Haunted Mansion stops often. Absolutely. But those stops are the, like the highlight of my Haunted Mansion experience is because you get to sit there and you get to see things more clearly. And it's, it's one of my favorite things. I like, I have yet to be evacuated. Um, but yeah, like, Oh God. Yeah. I'm getting all, I'm getting all tingly. I'm like, I'm trying not to just jump the shark here and just go right into it. <laughs> my no, I, I want to say something, but I'm not going to cause I want to save it. <laughs> yeah. Save it, save it, save it. Yeah, save because, it. Because if, like, yeah, I don't mind making a five-hour episode, but I'm afraid that if we blow our wad on that, it's just like, okay, well, I guess this time we'll talk about parking lots. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> hey, there are people who have stories about uh, working parking lots, working as a parking attendant. Oh, I believe it. I mean, any, <laughs> especially... <laughs> for especially for those of us who have grown up watching like National Lampoon's Vacation and things like that, I can only imagine being John can, Candy. Oh my god, I can only imagine. Like and speaking of speaking of that, um I watched an Adam the Woo video about all of the places where National Lampoon's Vacation was filmed. And I thought that was absolutely wonderful. He's so a cool dude, was, Adam the Woo. Yeah. When he was Six here in Orlando f- for a, a month, I was tempted to just to reach out and be like, even though we can't, but <laughs> during so I, I just realized as I was saying that, I was like, oh yeah, he was here for shelter in place. We can't go out. We can't meet up. Can't meet up, no. Him and Tim Tracker I follow. Tim Tracker seems like a really He's good a go- dude. Yeah, he's also an he he's also an Orlando local. Mm-hmm. I like uh, I've I've never met Justin, but I did. Chris and I did watch him race by us. He was he was walking with purpose, so we weren't going to stop him. And um, uh, I was actually the next time I went, I actually have a random land land hat, and I wore it one day. And every cast member who saw it said, "Oh my God, have you met Justin?" And I said, no. And they all just would go off. I'm not kidding. They all went off about how, what a wonderful, nice, wonderful person he is. Um, but like that, that one moment where he walked past us with purpose, all I could think of was, holy mackerel, that dude is tall. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he He's is... also really funny. Oh yeah. He, I... he just seems like a really just fun guy to just talk to and, and be around, you know? And then I, I watch a lot of Yesterworld. I watch a lot of Defunct Land. But I mean, I, I know those those guys are more, um, they're not on the spot park stuff. They're history stuff. So it's not like, hey, hi, I'm Kevin Perjurer and I'm in Disney World. And, you know, a lot of first person camera or third person camera or any of that. Um, but I, I like watching those guys. And uh, sometimes I catch up with Fresh Baked. And they seem like a pretty fun family of folk. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it's just like, hey, who's got a who's got a Disneyland video up? Oh, you know, like, uh, oh, shoot. Welcome to call Disney it? TPM Disney Beats. Thank you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I love those guys. Um, those are great guys. Yeah, they they just seem really great. But I mean, like, I love I love videos like that. I love uh, Expedition Theme Park. I absolutely love. 
Um, but it's, it's amazing to get a lot of that history. Um, I really love how sneaky Kevin Berger can be with his sarcasm. It makes me very happy. Uh, folks like Disney Dan, like, like, I swear to God, like he is like the Santa Claus of Disney content. He is so jolly. He laughs most of the way through in that wonderful, like genuine way. Um, and you know, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing really negative. Even when he's making fun of the, um, bootleg, um, he's got a video about bootleg, uh, Times Square Disney costumes. And I mean, like, even then he's not being horribly mean about it. It's, it's really genuinely sweet. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of folks on, on YouTube right now just doing amazing, like, Disney Park uh, introspectives and retrospectives. Like, they're just doing some amazing work. And I just, I love watching their stuff. And, like, I can't believe we live in a world where, you know, they're doing this content. They, they really, I mean, obviously everybody has a Patreon or a Patreon or however you pronounce it these days. Um, but the fact that you can watch these things for free, that these people work really hard on this content and they put their heart and their soul into it and they release it and share it to the world for free. I mean, that's, that's amazing. And yeah. I find myself throwing as much money as I possibly can to them too. Um, because I just, I cannot get over how beautiful a lot of these videos are, just how jam packed full of information they are. Um, They'll do funny little things like Defunct Land did the um, did the video about Walt Disney's America and trying to get that yeah trying to get that park built in Virginia and he did it like a Ken Burns Civil War documentary. I I remember watching that one. That one was amazing. I was belly laughing the entire time because I knew exactly what he was spoofing. So I had to watch it again because. You know, even though it wasn't like, oh, this is a hilarious episode, I was laughing over the whole gimmick. I thought it was so great, so innovative. I just, I, I, I love that people are doing something like that, and I kind of feel like we're we're kind of adding to that. We're kind of adding to that niche by, you know, talking about what we love and our experiences and things like that, and and I love that. I. I like the idea that we have some weird small part in that same kind of community. So, yeah. It's people who inspire us to also jump in on that conversation and be part of yeah, and like, being passionate about and about what we love. Yeah, and especially when they point out stuff that, you know, you know, even if you've been even if you're in the parks every day, I swear that these folks are pointing out things that nobody's ever noticed before. Where very few people have noticed before, you know. I I love that kind of thing so much. So here's hoping that here's hoping for more content like that from those folks. And yes. you know, here's hoping that we can we can add to that or that we have a chance to experience that kind of thing. Yes. And we hope you guys come with us on this amazing journey as we share our experiences and our love and our passion towards Disney, the Disney parks, and just nerding out. So, <laughs> if you can, if you can deal with the whole wave of ramblings, if you can surf those waves, welcome aboard. <laughs> Come hop on in. You know, like those choose your own adventure books. That's basically what we are. Because if you like read it in sequential, 
in like page number order. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. You got to jump from page to page. <laughs> exactly. This is but exactly how my you. brain works. I need to get you to come out to Midsummer Scream next year because we canceled this year. But like uh, Justin is out there. Bob Gurr, the Imagineer is there. Like Aww. it would be really cool. Like even if you're not volunteering for it. Yeah. Which I think they're swapping volunteers to pay. I think they're doing the light box thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if I was allowed to say that. No, you're uh, no, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> that's fine. Good. No, that's fine because it's uh the the conventions that that pay their crew are are vocal about it and the ones who okay. don't are also vocal about it. It's, you know, it is what it is. Um but what I, I I like that because especially like volunteers at theme parks. I mean, that's that's a whole nother bucket of frosting. Like that's a whole nother level. I mean, that's like convention on cocaine, you know, but God, you say Bob Gurr and I actually ordered uh, over Christmas. I ordered a haunted mansion poster from his website that he signed for me. And I, I opened it up and I just cried. I was so happy. And uh, watching him play, watching him play basketball inside the Matterhorn during the Imagineering story series on Disney plus. Yeah. Just, which I have not watched the last episode of because I'm trying to go into Rise of the Resistance completely, like, spoiler free. I get that. I'm trying yeah. to remember how much they featured it in that last episode. I, wow. You know what? I, I know that I'll probably cave between now and the fall. I'll probably cave and be like, no, I have to watch it. I have to watch it. But that... I really, really liked that, that series. And, um, like I also love, I know this sounds terrible. I love that they, they actually admit on camera that California adventure was bad when it first opened up and they basically TV like, superstar. Like, Sorry. Or no, what was uh, not TV superstar? The Hollywood. That's the one. Yeah. And I never got to see superstar limo. I, when we went in 2008, uh, Monsters Inc. had already taken over. But like <laughs> I just like that they basically, I mean, they basically looked at the camera, just kind of shrugged and went, our bad. So let's move on. <laughs> that's you know, if that's all we get, that's 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 more than what we could vote for. So <laughs> uh, So I I think we're good to close off our very first episode of park and ride so. yeah because we can i mean we could keep going for hours we could or we could a second absolutely. episode depending on if it gets cut at the <laughs> alcohol part <laughs> that's true so yeah i mean like and we'll we'll find out you know we'll find out what we'll figure it out, out. <laughs> but chris where can we find you on the social media Oh, uh, instagram at chrisachu c-h-r-i-s-a-c-h-u and then I think you can find me everywhere else from that Instagram. Sounds good. Mary, where can people find you and your shenanigans? Um, all of my shenanigans are uh, so Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> uh, TikTok. Oh, boy. Um, your TikToks uh, are funny. I, I, like, I like my TikToks. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not going to get a million views anytime soon, but I, I've been having a lot of fun with them. Um, yeah, so Instagram, uh, Twitter, TikTok, roosterteeth.com, it's all Sailor Tweak. So S A I L O R T W E E K. 
that is where you can find me. And I've also got my own website that is basically sailortweak.com. So whatever I post on RT, I usually post on that site as well. So come and come and see me. Say hi. What's going on? And you guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, the Rooster Teeth site, at Rick601, R-I-C-601. So yeah, thank you guys for sticking with us, listening in, and we'll see you guys next time.